Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm the mighty Tony Camarena. I'm Alicia Thayer. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And today we're talking about the middle part of the first Thor movie. This covers uh, when Thor is first banished to Earth and arrives on Earth to the... Um, two-thirds uh, part of the way in there, uh, where the Warriors 3, featuring Lady Sif, uh, arrive in New Mexico. And as always, here's the Wikipedia summary, so that way you know what's going on. Thor lands in New Mexico, where astrophysicist Dr. Jane Foster, her assistant Darcy Lewis, and mentor Dr. Eric Selvig find him. The local populace finds Mjolnir, which S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Phil Coulson, soon commandeers before forcibly acquiring Jane's data about the wormhole that delivered Thor to to Earth. Thor, having discovered Mjolnir's nearby location, seeks to retrieve it from the facility that S.H.I.E.L.D. quickly constructed, but he finds himself unable to lift it and is captured. With Selvig's help, he is freed and resigns himself to exile on Earth as he develops a romance with Jane. Loki discovers that he is uh, Lafay's biological son, adopted by Odin after the war ended. A weary Odin falls into the deep Odin sleep to recover his strength. Loki seizes the throne in Odin's stead and offers Lefay the chance to kill Odin and retrieve the casket. Sif and the Warriors Three, unhappy with Loki's rule, attempt to return Thor from exile, convincing Heimdall, gatekeeper of the Bifrost, the means of traveling between worlds to allow them passage to Earth. All right, so we're going to start with our top three moments for the, this portion of our, our movie. So we are in part two. Um, so I think I'm going to start with mine because... I always let other people start. <laughs> okay. um, so <laughs> my number three, uh, I'm probably going to get punted, but I'm going to try it anyway. Thor's experience at Earth's Hospital. No? Nope, go no, ahead. I get to, I get to nope, all right. Nope, have it. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets taken to the hospital after uh, Jane slash Darcy hit him with the uh, van. And he wakes up and tries to escape and basically gets tackled by a bunch of people and destroys like whatever room he's in to then get sedated and then later wakes up and goes this is impossible like he's <laughs> utterly completely surprised that somebody from earth could take him down and he slips out of the restraints they have on him like it's nothing by the way yeah um and then of course Darcy, Jane, and Eric, uh, Selvig come looking for him, and they can't find him, but they find the thing, the hospital kind of deconstructed. Point apart. Yep. Right. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Eric's, Selvig's like, I don't know that we want to deal with him. And of course, Jane's like, oh, well. Uh, he has all the data, and he's the only one that can tell us what it was like to be in that vent, so we're going to find him. And she starts backing up the truck, and backs right back into him again. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of my honorable mentions, is Thor getting hit by a car twice. I'm just right? like, it's like, it's so, honestly, it's really stupid, but I just love it. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So. No, right, that's a good uh, part. So... I, I considered putting that on my list, but I'm glad you put it on there. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's a scene that, like, even though it's really two scenes, sort of, it, it was something to just maybe sit there and giggle because I was like, he got knocked out. <laughs> he got hit by the car again. <laughs> all right, I'm good. So, all right, uh, Tony, you want to go? Yeah, um, my number three is uh, right before Coulson shows up, the whole scene with the locals trying what? to lift the hammer. Okay. 
like super punt because we're punting it twice. Okay. Well, only once because my number three is different. Well, I'm punting. It's not even my number two. It's my number one. Well, spoilers. Okay. Come on. <laughs> you learn nothing from River Song. Uh, alrighty. So my number three is uh, Loki failing to pick up the hammer. Oh, there. No, any punting? Uh, Anything there? Go, go ahead. Nope. Okay. Go for it. Cool. So uh, this is, um, you know, to after uh, after capturing Thor and then talking to him, all that stuff. Uh, Loki just kind of shows up. Hmm. I think I can pick up the hammer. Obviously, I'm worthy. I'm king of Asgard. I am the great Loki. I will pick this up. Uh, nope. Come on. Uh, uh, all right fine <laughs> so he kind of locks away and the look on his face as he's as he's leaving is kind of that like eh, i'm too good for that hammer anyway it doesn't need me it could stay here in a rock i i feel like so, he embarrassed himself because he he's did. like okay i'll just i'll just lift a little bit all right i'll try all right i'll really try no no oh, getting a little angry and then he's like all right it's not worth it Okay, I'll just walk away. So this is where Loki's younger siblingness definitely shows because Thor's the older sibling. He's the actual biological child, depending on what storyline you follow, of Odin and Frigga. He, at least in my own experience, the actual child definitely gets much more favored than the than the adopted child. Um, and so here we see Loki's like, well, I want what that one has. So it's he's coveted what thor has always had and so this opportunity he saw that thor couldn't we couldn't lift the hammer so he's like well he can't do it maybe i can and then he's like nope still still not good enough so uh -huh. so that's me all right uh number two al do you want to just go through with your number two yeah sounds good um so this is um so my, my number two is uh when the warriors three plus lady sif um decide that they want to instead go down to earth down to midgard um and uh and try to rescue thor but they're like yeah i don't know heimdall's really not gonna let us well, let's <laughs> let's try it anyway let's sneak out so any any punting there anyone it's no. uh not a punt but my number two is almost the exact like just right after that mine so, is oh, okay. similarly based <laughs> Okay, so my my actual number two is well maybe exactly what you're talking about, Tony. It's it's basically when they show up to see Heimdall and he says, "Yeah, I'll let you go. Uh, I I can't let you go. I'm, yeah, I'm honor so, I'm, bound." <laughs> yeah, my number two says Heimdall and his technicalities. Right, because yeah, exactly. he does the same thing yep. in the Dark World. <laughs> Everyone yeah. needs to use the restroom at some point, and they just happen to take advantage of that when Heimdall had to. I love, I love exactly. that. I can't let you through. He just walks away. He's like, complicated <laughs> fellow, isn't he? <laughs> so, my number two takes place before this, right before they find out that uh, Loki becomes king after he fall, after Odin falls into the Odin sleep. Mine's where they find out about the uh, about him having sent the guard. Um, and mm -hmm. he, they, Sif told, tells Loki immediately that she needs to go convince Odin to basically end Thor's banishment. And that's where we see Loki's like, no, th this is something that Thor needs. He needs to know that he can't do this sort of thing. And at the same point, we see a little bit of Loki warring with himself too there, but that's later. Um, but 
immediately after he leaves the room, they get all suspicious of him. Like, we know later that he actually did the stuff, but they immediately jump down him. And it's one of those things that because he's different, and we see it a lot, that he they automatically suspect him when besides him sending the guard, there was no reason for him, for them to suspect him. Do they actually see him as different? Because, yeah, I mean, they all kind of grew up. Yeah. No. So, uh, one of the things, uh, at least from the comics, I know that uh, Loki, because he was he's more magic-bound, uh, magic is not commonplace in Asgard, and it's more frowned upon. Warriors are more more accepted, and so Loki's uh, Loki's magic abilities is seen as a more womanly sort of thing. Um, and so he's very much different comparatively to them. They're all warriors. Where he uses knives and his magic, they're all using the swords or other bigger weapons. And so he's seen as different in that respect. And so as that, such that he, he at least in, from what I can tell, he's, he's accepted into that group because he's Thor's little brother. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not where they're coming from in this movie. I feel like it's more of a thing. It's like, isn't it awfully convenient that as soon as Thor is out of the picture, Odin falls into Odin's sleep, and now we have this guy who's the trickster god on the throne? I right, think but none of little... that was none of that was Loki's fault, and they automatically jump to that conclusion and don't even give Loki a chance to do anything in the ruling stature before they jump down to go get Thor. They don't even see, let they don't even let Loki try to rule for even a day before they're heading down to Earth. I will not stand for this Loki apologist stance on my podcast. Okay, our podcast. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but it's just um, one of those things of everybody seems to be against Loki in this, and there's really at least... As of yet, before we find before Thor finds out that he he let the frost giants in, there was no basis really for them to be as suspicious of him as they were. Yeah, maybe give me something. Um, the fact that it's just awfully convenient, and the thing he it does is, is I will admit it's convenient, but he didn't cause it. No, but I if I were one of the warriors, I would definitely be just as suspicious. Knowing what right, the but they were know. being suspicious of him before the before Odin fell into Odin's sleep, and there was really no reason for it. What? How were they suspicious before? I don't. They see them say being... they they jumped to the conclusion with the uh, there are uh, traitors in the house of Asgard. It was a comment that one of the frost giants made on yeah. on Jotunheim, and they but immediately jumped to him. I don't understand. I don't remember a time where they say it was Loki who was the traitor. They don't, but they is... when when he leaves the room after Sif asks him to, uh, uh, to beg Odin to bring Thor back, they start to speculate on that. If you go back and watch the scene, they're basically sitting there going, "Well, it could be him. It, it's probably him." They start to get really, really speculative on on Loki, well, and there's no reason for it. Yeah, okay. I rewatched it today, so uh, yeah. You're right. You're a few hours fresher on me because I watched it last yes. night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's my argument there. Uh, where were we? <laughs> remember, <laughs> just everybody place. remember, remember, Loki's evil. Accept it. 
Loki's one. Uh, Lo- Loki's one of the best characters, but he's still evil. <laughs> see, I don't think that he's really evil. Yep, I don't. See, there it is. And I don't. <laughs> I have many a reason for it, and I even have evidence for it in Avengers, which we will get oh. to, and I will explain my evidence. Mm, uh, he's acting pretty Nazi-ish in the Avengers. I, I, I promise you, I have evidence. <laughs> I promise you. Okay. It's not really great evidence, well, but you, I have evidence. Are, are you like, uh, humans yearn to be ruled? So I guess no, it's a good no, guy? No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not my evidence. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about two two movies from now. We will talk right? about your evidence. There, my there's evidence, a lot of, yes. just, just remember, my cat's name's Thor because he's the good guy. So... <laughs> <laughs> I had a cat named Loki. Yeah. Well, was she, he, wasn't but my he, cat. she was my he parents' was, cat. He was, was he really a dog? Was that the problem? No, she was not. <laughs> she was a calico. Mm, a cat of all I don't know. I, I, yeah. No. I used to have a calico. <laughs> so I can't judge I too love much. Calicos. But. Right. All right. I think okay. that was so your I number figured out two where we were. Yeah, it was mine yeah. and Al's <laughs> okay. number two. <laughs> well, actually, all so three are number two because because Al and my number two were the same ones because mine was Heimdall and technicalities. Oh, all right. Well, so, Heimdall yeah. and technicalities. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, then go for your number one, Tony, because uh, mine is uh, Loki and Thor's conversation when uh. Thor has been captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah. Yeah, it's just, um, showing how, you know, evil Loki could be. <laughs> Loki's not evil. <laughs> by, um, nice. like, straight up lying to his brother. And For good reasons. Uh, no, uh, none at all. His father's alive. His, um, he's, uh, okay. I'm not gonna argue about this anymore. I just, uh, <laughs> I just like that interaction. It's like I love as much uh, crap as I'm giving Loki right now. I love Loki and I love his machinations and just his like he's coming to Thor as he was before he found out he was a frost giant. He's like, I'm your brother. I'm doing what's right for you. And Thor is really at his lowest point at this part of the movie. Just so you want to know my reasoning behind why Loki does this. Sure. Okay, so my reasoning behind why Loki does this is because he's just been gifted the throne by his mother. He didn't uh-huh. take the throne, which I don't agree with. The Wikipedia says he takes the throne. He doesn't. He definitely takes the throne. Frigga literally gives it to him. She says, <laughs> you have to do this because Thor's not here. Odin's an Odin slave. She doesn't want it. She gives him the throne. Now mm-hmm. he's got all the, the stress uh, and the responsibility of dealing with that. I feel like if he immediately brings Thor back, that A, brings Thor right back, it takes him out of the seat of power, and it makes it look like he can't handle it by himself. He wants to be able to prove himself, A, to his mother, and B, to Odin when he wakes up, that, A, I can do this. I can be just as good as Thor. No, I get that, and I understand that, why they wouldn't bring him back. Why did he tell him that his father was dead and pretty much tell him it's your fault father's dead because he couldn't handle the stress of ba- what you did in the war or yeah i don't got a reason for that one really yeah it's because he's <laughs> evil he's <laughs> not <laughs> he's Loki, at this point he's the biggest evil he's so big and evil they bring him in 
to the big crossover movie because he's so evil, evil. He's evil. not evil. I have reasoning for this. Oh, I can't wait until we get to the Avengers. Evil. <laughs> not evil. All right. All right. Where were we? That was my number one. That was my number one. (laughs) All right. I'm going to hit my number one because my number one punted Al's number three. Tony's number three. Tony's Tony's number three. Yes. So I'm going to hit mine. Crater scene. Yes. So what? That's what I called uh, it, by the way. I I wrote it down as the crater scene. Crater party (laughs) (laughs) with the uh, Stan Lee cameo. Not only Stan Lee cameo, the first guy. Like Coulson shows up. Yeah. The first guy who tries to lift the hammer is J. Michael Straczynski. Who is actually my favorite Thor writer? He wrote from 2007 to 2009. Oh. And he hey, are actually... you Easter egging this too early? Um, you know what? I'm wrapping two Easter eggs into this part because the Stanley and J. Michael Straczynski. I have a few more Easter eggs. Don't worry. Right, we won't be wanting for any of those. Okay. Feel free then. Go for it. But um, yeah, J. Michael Straczynski is the first guy. He co-wrote this movie, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he did the 2007 to 2009. Wait. Uh, Thor. What's up? Oh, uh, go ahead and keep talking. Uh, My fiance wanted me to mention something. (laughs) And since you brought up the guy, I have to mention it. Okay, yeah. um, Just, uh, he's... uh, For me, he's my favorite. So I was excited because, hey, it's someone I actually recognize without having to look him up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and also, for the record, Stan Lee's truck, not worthy. Not worthy. <laughs> In fact, we see it later too when uh, Thor's at the diner right before he finds out that Mjolnir's there. We see the truck drive in in the background without its bed. Oh, yeah. I like that <laughs> little detail also. Yes. So, yes, crater party. Everybody's drinking beer in the crater, uh, trying to pull the hammer up. They end up chaining, the, chaining it up and then trying to pull it with Stanley's truck, which, of course, not worthy. <laughs> Um, and then we see Coulson. 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 So yes, that that's I, I just it was it was I think a more it's number my, my number one just for the nostalgia purposes of dude I would try to pull that hammer up too and then we oh, get yeah. Stanley and then we get Coulson it was like it was all the things I would want to do rolled into one. Have you seen um, those those videos of the people who made like their own custom Mjolnir? Yes, I or... want to make one so bad. The one yeah. that are fingerprint locked. Yeah, for those who don't know, they're electromagnets, and the electromagnet really does powerful only ones. yeah only turns off if someone certain fingerprints on the handle. So it's like um, trying to lift Thor's uh, hammer because you're not worthy if you don't have the correct fingerprints. Mm. So I was like, I um, love anyways. So the thing I was supposed to mention about uh, Krasinski or Straczynski, Straczynski is yeah. he did, yeah, Straczynski is he did Babylon Five. Yeah, he did. He's actually he's uh, apparently Captain Power something. Yeah. And soldiers of the future. <laughs> I'm being fed information. <laughs> yes, he did. He's also did a really good run on uh, Spider-Man, which I liked comic-wise. But yeah, oh, he's okay. worked in movies and TV and comics for quite a long time. Apparently, he did the terrible World War Z movie, so there's that. Oh, well, we I'll have to edit that out. I won't really edit that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so uh, then we're going to shoot it over to Al's number one? Or is it Tony's number one? Somebody's number one. I've already done my number one. Okay, nope. Al! To your number one. <laughs> All right. So mine is uh, actually, <laughs> so mine is actually pretty much towards the end of this um, 
this this part of the movie anyway. Uh, so it's um, it's the part where um, after getting back to the trailer and uh, Thor and, and Selvig are drinking, um, Thor and uh, Padme start talking about how space works and how, how all of that. <laughs> she, and, she's Padme. She's flown there. She, she knows. Is. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like she, well, you know, she, she kind of feigns some, some interest, but eventually she just kind of falls asleep because, you know, she's bored. It's reminding her of all these laws she had to pass there, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, but the part that I like about this is, um, it's kind of setting up a little bit about how magic kind of works because they say, well, you know, it's magic, it's science, you know, it's this thing and it works away. Um, but mm. we're also getting an explanation of Thor understanding how this stuff kind of works. And it's showing, you know, a little bit of, of you know, part of it is showing off intelligence. But the other part is, you know, as, as a human, I I know certain things just by, you know, living in this day and age and being around them, even though I know absolutely nothing about modern medicine. I do know that um, sleeping will help me get over a cold, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which, you know, a hundred years ago, I don't know if that was common knowledge or not. Um, bloodletting is probably the the answer back then. Uh, yeah. Something to do with leeches. Uh, Yikes! Yeah, yeah that that's yeah, exactly. right actually. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's cool just kind of seeing like you know some kind of explanation about this stuff. Uh, some kind of you know it is a little bit of exposition, but it is still just kind of getting more more of that backstory, and and it was it was enjoyable. I like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um. So on to Easter eggs, or no wait, honorable mentions. Or, on, yes, I have honorable mentions. Uh, I have two or three honorable mentions and one dishonorable mention. I have <laughs> uh one honorable mention and then a kind of note mm -hmm. to to something I said earlier. Okay. Okay. And I am one in one, so one honorable mention, one dishonorable. So. Tony, you want to go first? Dishonorable? What is this? Yeah, I want to know what these dishonorables are. It's a complaint. A complaint about the movie. Okay. Actually, Al, let's do the complaints first so we can end on a high note of these instead of just talking about the bad things first. Okay, fine. My dishonorable mention is the casting of Jane Foster. Oh, yes. I remember this. And I came prepared with two alternate casts. Casting. All right. <laughs> Who do you have cast instead of? Uh, I can't remember her name because I'm terrible. Natalie Amidala. Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Natalie Portman. <laughs> well, for the record, I've seen Natalie Portman in other things, and I liked her in other things. Not not Star Wars. It's like she wasn't good in that, but she's been good in Black Swan. She's been good in um, uh, Jackie. I haven't seen it. But. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's just like, I don't feel like she was right for this role. Um, okay. So I've got two possibilities. Like, if they recast mm -hmm. her now and they were going to do the female Thor storyline, because Jane Foster, mm -hmm. I think, is currently Thor. Yes. I feel like uh, Miranda Otto, who played Eowyn in uh, Lord of the Rings, kind of the um, Viking woman who stabbed the um, Witch King in the face in the last one. Otto? I think she'd be, she'd be a good warrior, Jane Foster. Wait, wait. Then, How do you spell the last name on that one? Otto. O T T O. Oh, uh, I was looking at the wrong person. All right. Yeah. So Miranda Otto, if they read it now, or if they recast mm. at the time, um, 
I would say Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost. Uh, oh, she was me. she was in three seasons of Lost, and it might just because she was a scientist in that, and I believe her as a scientist. Her, but, I would take um, her. You would take Elizabeth Mitchell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Definitely. I think she was blonde and lost. I think they'd have to darken her hair because in the comics, uh, she's a brun- Jane Foster's a brunette. But I think she would be a better, more believable scientist, and mm-hmm. maybe have more chemistry in uh with Chris Hemsworth. We need someone with more chemistry, I and so. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know unless I saw them together. And she's but. also uh Ingrid in Once Upon a Time. Uh, so yeah, um, I saw her in that, and I really liked her in that. Yeah, Once Upon a Time, which we actually seem to be talking about a lot while we're talking about Thor. Um, <laughs> Once Upon a Time's uh, creators, it was created by the same people who did Lost. So okay. it's a lot of crossover with those char- with those actresses. Yeah. Okay. So I like right. her for uh, that. So All right. Al, what's your dishonorable? Uh, so my dishonorable is... Um... Uh, it's kind of just an, an annoyance. Um, so Thor comes from a civilized society. They have vehicles. They have roads. And yet, he just walks in the in the road, getting in everyone's way, being an ass. I know they want to show off that he's kind of an ass character right now. But, <laughs> I mean, he has to kind of figure out something at some point, right? Well, I figure most of the cars are flying cars. So yeah, I was like, I was going to say the same they would thing. Take most off. of the stuff is flying Fly or horses. Yeah, and like like cars. I mean, no horses, sure, but it's still a vehicle. It's still something going. And at this point in time, when he does that, when he kind of starts walking in everyone's way, he knows how how cars work. Yeah, he was I, in yeah, one. Yeah, I, I agree. And got uh, hit Thor, by one yeah. twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows they're dangerous. Um, I feel I agree with Al. They made Thor a little too naive about our world because there are some similarities. I don't think that he's naive. I just think he's arrogant and thinks he gets to do whatever he wants. Well, that that's also a strong possibility. But <laughs> yeah, he's like, but I the, do what I want. The fact that we're we're talking about this, we obviously that wasn't portrayed through the movie. So to keep this a dishonorable mention, either they need to portray it better, or he's too naive. One or the other. There's a problem there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Okay, so honorable mention, son? Yes. Okay, I'm going to do mine first because uh, mine's a really quick, simple one. Darcy. She calls Mjolnir Meow Meow. Meow Meow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She she just refuses to learn the name. It's Meow Meow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's called, isn't it? It it must be. I've just been calling it the hammer. Henceforth, Mjolnir should be known as Meow Meow. Yeah, because there's no reason for them to have a J in the middle of that name. So, Meow Meow. Uh, One of my honorable mentions to go with Meow Meow is uh, when he lands on Earth and him just yelling, Hammer! Hammer! (laughs) Which is actually a personal thing with me. Um, From 2009 to 2012, I worked at a summer camp up in, uh, by South Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. And we have a thing called Leathercraft, where you pretty much soak leather in the water, and then you get um, a mallet and some stamps, oh, yeah. and you stamp whatever you want in your leather. So whenever I was looking for the mallet, I would walk up and down the little um, patio yelling, HAMMER! HAMMER! <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing those as a kid. Yeah. Okay. 
Al? Uh, yeah. So my my other kind of miscellaneous thing, um, not actually something to do with this movie. A little bit. Um, we we see a uh, Selvig at some point open up a book and he's kind of reading about Thor and and uh, one of the things that that shows up is talking about Thor's Day, which is Thursday. Mm-hmm. And this Thursday. episode is premiering on a Thursday. So oh, yeah, I'm glad. Happy Yay. Thursday. I'm glad Assuming too, you're right? listening. It. <laughs> yeah, assuming, yeah, of course, awesome. you listen to this on the day it comes out. If not, yeah. if you're listening on a Friday, well... Happy Thursday like to, to you anyway. <laughs> exactly. You've, okay. you, we've got a one in seven chance of it being re- listened to on the appropriate day. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my last sort of comment thing is... Um, I, I've, I realized I wrote a note for why Loki's lying to Thor and keeping him on Earth. Besides does it, does the fact that Does it sound that with he... evil? No. No, it does not. <laughs> he wants to protect his own life. Yeah, he's, he's selfish like an evil person. No, 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 no. <laughs> what is the one thing that Thor has said religiously through the whole movie before he got banished, including as a child? Hammer? When he, when he's, no. <laughs> when he, when he is king, he will destroy all the frost giants. He says it as a kid, and then he does it again when they're going to Jotunheim. He says, I'll destroy all the frost giants. Loki found out he's a frost giant. He assumes he's a frost giant. Thor is going to destroy him. But he's preserving it, his own life. Yeah, but we know... Well, we don't know at this point. Thor is a good person. Even after he finds out... Even after Loki betrays him, he still tries to convince Loki not to be evil at the beginning of the Avengers. So Not evil. Okay, not to make these terrible, terrible, innocent and understandable mistakes that he's doing, like um, controlling a planet... <laughs> And destroying, killing all these innocent people just because he's jealous of his brother. Um, I have reasons for this one, too. I swear. I have reasons for all of it. It's part three, though. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, I will refute all your arguments, but we'll get there. You're welcome to try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was my my last thing on that one. Uh, um, I have one more honorable mention, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, this honorable mention um, slides right into the Easter eggs. So, actually, Al, do you have any more honorable mentions before we go? Nope, that's the last of my All honorables. Right. All right, um, Thor in the pet store when he <laughs> goes and asks for a horse, <laughs> and like, we only have cats and dogs. It's like, all right, give me one large enough to ride. <laughs> Just like <laughs> that little change. And it's yes, actually an awesome. Easter egg, a real sly Easter egg, which I wouldn't have known if I wasn't looking at IMDb. But right after that scene, uh, Jane Foster picks him up in her truck. And um, the truck is, uh, the model is, I'm going to say this wrong, it's an Austrian truck called the Pinsgauer 716. And the Pinsgauer is actually an Austrian breed of horse. So Thor actually does get a ride from a horse. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. I'm just that's, like that's funny. That that's that's the Easter egg. I like those type of Easter eggs where like probably like seven people who are seeing this movie will actually get that. But yeah. <laughs> so um, we have a few more Easter eggs. We've got uh the name and and the fake ID that they use is for Doctor Donald Blake, which is who, James Foster's ex boyfriend. 
Yeah, and in the comics, in the uh, 60s and early 70s, those comics, Thor, when he was banished, actually wasn't banished as Thor. Odin made him believe he was a medical student named uh, Donald Blake. And, mm. yeah, and in the comics, like, Thor's hammer was uh, just a random stick he found in the cave. And when he touched it, the hammer became Mjolnir and he became Thor. And he remembered who he was and all that stuff. So that's the comic mm. origin story, which I feel like it's good they cut out of the movie because that would have been very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been a lot. Uh, one of the other things, actually, just because we're kind of on the topic, uh, one of the Easter eggs I have about this is uh, that driver's license that they use when they show um, when you know Selvig is trying to trying to get Thor out, and he's like, "Yeah, no, he's he's on a Blake," and Shield is like, "Wait, this is obviously fake." Yeah. Um, if you if you kind of zoom in, um. There's a little bit of the background text on there on the license. It says Excelsior. Oh, cool. Um, on the license. <laughs> yeah. Which I actually had to look up to see if it actually says Excelsior on a New York license. It does not. Oh, it says okay. something else in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> which I did not write down, so I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Well, but that, if that you are would... a listener in New York, let us know. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, Alicia, do you have any Easter eggs before I continue? Uh, da, 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 you mean besides the Stanley cameo? Yeah. <laughs> Which are we um, rolled into one of our lists. <laughs> we... <laughs> uh, let me look, let me look. I think these are all for part three. Uh... <laughs> nope, nope, I'm that. Right. No, wait, I do, I do, oh, I do yeah, have one. Yay, yay, <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> uh, when it's during the part where Thor's fighting through the um, through the compound to get to the hammer, we see Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye. Yes, we do. So Everyone, sad. everyone's least favorite <laughs> Avenger. No. Oh, I like him. Oh, that's true. Tony Stark's my least favorite Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, Hawkeye's actually grown on me through the years. Phase one, Hawkeye, they just didn't give him enough to do. Yeah, they did. They did. They they severely limited Hawkeye Phase One, especially because the next movie we see him in, uh, he's being controlled. Yes, by an evil, evil character. Not evil. <laughs> <laughs> I will prove this. I will prove it. So you're saying the other is an evil because he was using the staff he got from the other. The other is evil. Yeah, see? So, I said evil character. You now you said okay. he's not evil. You have automatically been <laughs> shooting darts at Logie. Oh, well, yeah. It's I just assume. <laughs> because you were right. <laughs> I was right? You were right. I was shooting darts at Loki, but I just switched it up to Oh, just to screw with me? Yeah. Uh, right. me? No. <laughs> no. You wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. Alright, so, so. Yeah, I've go got ahead a... A few more. We've got, um, well, Selvig, actually, um, he's in the comics, but he, they brought him into the comics in 2016. So he was one of oh. the few characters that they brought from the movies into the comics. There's been a handful that they've done that to. So Selvig, he's uh, got that special award of transference. I don't know what award. All right. <laughs> um, we also like have, um, yeah, like Colson, which I recommend the S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, comics if you ever get it. If uh, mm -hmm. yeah, if you have a chance, we also have Jasper Sitwell, who's uh, another agent. Um, most people mm -hmm. refer to him yes. as the bald one, 
<laughs> um, he's actually been a character since 1966, so he's actually a oh. classic uh, Marvel character. He's just like, whenever they list off a bunch of characters, Jasper Sitwell's one of the long-standing S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And okay. uh, the last one I want to bring up is... Um, when Selvig's talking to Jane and uh, Darcy on the roof, he talks about Bruce Banner when he's talking about an expert in um, gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. But in a deleted scene, he also refers to uh, Hank Pym, who had dealings with... Um... No. Yep. No. Who I know is Alicia's favorite character. I hate Hank Pym. <laughs> I hate... I... <laughs> uh, like, I... Okay, so movie-wise, I loved the Ant-Man movie. Yes. I hate Hank Pym as a character for so many reasons, but the main fact, he's a wife-beater and nearly yep. killed his wife. Yeah, he is a very... Uh, he's very... Um, I don't know the right way to say this, but he's justifiably villainized in the comics because mm-hmm. the writers made him do... made terrible, terrible decisions. Terrible, things. Yeah, um... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there a lot when we get to Ant Man a while from now. Yes. But, but yeah, so they named Drag Hank Pym, and it might be because of your people who react the same way you do, Alicia, why they deleted that scene out of it. Which probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that wraps up my Easter eggs. All right. From there, we go on to our what if. What well, is that's our what right. if question today? <laughs> So our what if question today is what would Loki do in order to trick blank? So, um, you know, in order to, uh, to actually trick them, not mind control them because we see Loki kind of mind control people in the Avengers, uh, but mm-hmm. actually like trick them in order to, to doing what he wants. So, uh, with our random number generator, we get our lucky number six Hawkeye. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So let's ignore the obvious answer of using alien magic right. and think of something um, else. Oh, God. Um, okay, I'm going to take it to the movie then because uh, let's pretend that for some reason Loki got seen while he was trying to pull the hammer. Uh, I think he would convince Hawkeye, if Hawkeye caught him, that he was a scientist of some sort here to explore and see what knowledge could be gained from he was a, a consultant called in. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we got to think of, if we're talking movies Hawkeye or comics Hawkeye, because they're very different characters. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Loki, because of his evilness, wouldn't be beyond um, using his family against him. Just tricking him into yeah, thinking. It depends on how far back you're going with the family thing, because... You got the brother, but in the comics, the well, I'm in the movies. In the movie, the movie Clint Barton, he has a wife and kids, right? And even though this but is, we don't find that out until way later. We don't yeah, find that out until uh, yeah, he still has Ultron. Them. Yeah, he still yeah, has them. But why would Loki know about them right now? Because he's a god. Mm. Yeah, Loki would probably have some way to find out about him, but would he have that that amount of time? I mean. This is kind of one of those uh, questions that really matters on 
on you know the details of what's actually going on um mm-hmm. is loki planning ahead of time to trick this guy which is probably his shtick right it's not like a, a one-off thing or is he is it actually right in the heat of the moment is he trying I to think, actually yeah. pull on trick him? Let, i think at this point you... a lot of it's heat of the moment yeah when you think of a scenario what is he trying to get clint to do i give you a scenario what's the scenario I, I, I gave you the scenario if he, for some reason, he gets seen um, while he's trying to pull the hammer up. Okay. Um. I don't know if he'd even care that he got seen. I right, I don't know. If I don't know if that's a good. I don't know if that's a good scenario for what we're talking about right now. Like I don't think that's a good enough reason why he'd want to trick. It's the Clint. only reason he'd be on in there. He's not really on Earth at any other point. Yeah, I'm, we're just giving a hypothetical. Why would he... Um, what does he need? Does he need info on the Avengers access to S.H.I.E.L.D. files? Yeah, I was thinking something S.H.I.E.L.D. related, right? I mean, there's got to be maybe maybe tricking him to actually steal some item from a S.H.I.E.L.D. vault. That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. He, he could... He could convince Hawkeye that Shield is full of um, Hydra agents, which is lies. you know unfathomable. Yeah, he full of <laughs> lies. Also yeah, that him. would never happen. <laughs> full of lies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this one's a little hard because we really, really want to touch into the the Avengers movie. Like it, it's too, it's too already happened for this. Yeah. Well, we know. We know Hawkeye has a family, even though they don't talk about it in the movie. We know this is like, right. What, but if we're following, because we haven't hit the we haven't hit the end, the end part of Thor yet. So we we're still assuming right now that Loki isn't really out to do things for evil at all. He's just no, he's evil. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna fight this one. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I don't got much think, for it. I think we've got to agree <laughs> or disagree about this one. I think this was this might have been a bust of a question. Yeah, it might have been a bust <laughs> for this one. At least for the character we got it for. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, anything else right. to cover I, before we go? On on that on that upbeat note, um, Alicia, why don't you tell them, uh, our listeners how to contact us? So, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us ratings on iTunes and or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, don't say anything. It doesn't help us. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't hey, say nothing don't at all. Don't say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Thor Part 2. Signing off. Have a mighty Thor's Day. <laughs>